0: It's a good thing to be serving God. You people in the back, did y'all backslide or what? I can't see y'all back there. It's dark back there. Yeah, I see y'all waving. Y'all scared? I can't see who y'all are. I see y'all waving. You know, in Sarasota, it's so nice because I can see everybody. Because it's not dark anywhere and they can't hide anywhere. You can see from the front to the back, and you can see everybody, you know, and you know who's here and who's not there. And, and here, those lights are shining right in your eyes, and you can't see anybody, you know. But it's a great thing to see who everybody is, you know, and see who's who's actually showing up for church. Right? Yeah, we show up all the time. What if, what if one night, what if one night we just decided? Me and Dave and Keith and Kim and all of us just said, you know what? We just don't feel like going tonight. How would that come out for y'all? Wouldn't be so cool, would it? We don't got nothing to wear tonight. We just don't want to go. Be a bummer, wouldn't it? Yeah, be a bummer. But you know what? God's good to us. Yeah. And we should be thankful to be able to come and worship Him and get together and magnify Him and glorify Him and be able to be around other people that want to do the same thing. Isn't it a glorious thing to be able to do that? Yes, yes. We only do it for, oh, well, when I'm here a couple of hours, you know, on a Friday or a Sunday, Keith, maybe six or eight, you know. Just joking. I love you if you're watching out there. Camera land, yeah. So, uh, well, I got a sermon for you tonight, and I think it's really, really good. I like it. So y'all'll like it, yeah. You ever heard of bourbon on the rocks? Yeah. You ever heard of that? Or drinks on the rocks? You ever heard? You've heard of it, right? Don't play. I'm not Keith. You don't have to sit there. So. Dignified and spiritual. You forget who you're talking to in here now, right? Life on the rocks. Life on the rocks. How about that? That's my title for tonight. A lot of people have had life on the rocks. Yeah. That's what a lot of people's life is. Life on the rocks. That's what the Lord told me. He's smart. He's smarter than us. And he knows all the answers of how to fix everything. And when he told me that, he said, this is what I'm talking about. Have you ever seen anybody paddling down a river through the rapids in a canoe? Who has never seen that? on a TV thing, or you've never seen, you know, not you don't even have to have seen it in real life. Just anything that you've ever seen, somebody paddling down in some kind of a raft or a canoe or a float or anything like that, down the river, and it's pretty rapid. Who's never seen that? Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, if you've ever seen it, you know that if you're going down the river and you stop paddling and there's water rushing, what happens? You lose control and you hit the rocks and you wind up either in the trees or flipped over or something really, really, really bad happening to you. Is that not correct? And then even when you get into the rocks, if you quit paddling, And you kind of get over in the side. Just kind of picture it with me. Okay, just close your eyes and just think. You don't have to close your eyes, but just look. Think. Your your canoe or your boat or whatever you're in just kind of went over to the side and you got tangled up in a tree and you got tangled up in the rocks and you're there. And here's that water just rushing up against you and rushing up against you. Is it hard to get out of there? It's really hard once you get up in those rocks to get out of there. Because that current just keeps pushing you and pushing you up against those rocks. It's so much easier if you stay in the middle of the stream. Now, have you ever been in a boat with somebody? Now, I'm going to tell you a story. I like to tell you stories about Keith and I. You like them too, don't you? Well, many, many years ago, Keith and I hadn't had a vacation in a very long time. I don't know if we'd ever had a vacation. I don't know if we knew what the word was, vacation. (laughs) I'm serious. And we had been at Raymond, and he'd been to school, and he'd been teaching and stuff. And some people um, from Eureka Springs came to healing class one time, and they met Keith, and the guy just got it on his heart. And he said, "Um, I want to do this for you. I want to pay for you and your wife a week to come to Eureka Springs and go on vacation. And he did it. And it happened to be, he didn't know this, but God knew it. It happened to be our 10-year anniversary. Oh. oh, speaking of anniversaries, I think t- today is Tom and Amy's anniversary. Yeah, I tell them hi. Happy anniversary, Tom and Amy. Yeah, and so anyway, we did this. Well, I'm, I'm not the adventurer type, but I do like being outdoors. I, anything that you can do outdoors, I like to do. Well, we were there, and you know, there's a river. I y'all all probably know what river it is. I don't know what river it is. But anyway, there's a river down there that you can get the canoes in and go down the river. Well, we got in the water, and we put the canoe in, and here's Keith and I. And there's absolutely no current. Zero. And we chose the long canoe ride. (laughs) The 10-mile or 20-mile or whatever it was canoe ride. And here we are in an aluminum canoe... And the water is freezing cold. And you can't even hardly touch the bottom of it or just your hand will just almost stick to it because it's so cold. And we're going and we've paddled maybe, my arm muscles have never paddled a canoe. We paddled maybe, I thought five miles maybe ended up being a quarter of a mile, I think. And I said, I can't paddle anymore. And he says, "Okay." and so he keeps paddling. Well, all of a sudden, a thunderstorm comes up. (laughs) Yeah, we've had some adventures. (laughs) And lightning is flashing everywhere. And we are in an aluminum canoe. (laughs) So he says, paddle, Phil, paddle. (laughs) And we are paddling 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 paddling for however many miles it was. Well, that's the last canoe ride we have ever been on. I don't think I could talk him into going on another canoe ride ever. He likes things with a motor that goes fast. And if it doesn't have a motor and a key, forget it. He's not getting in it. Like, people say, Brother Moore, go on a cruise. Go on a cruise, Brother Moore. Go on a cruise. And I look at him and I say, he can't drive.
1: <laughs>
0: he, has no, he, he can't have the keys. He can't go fast. So he won't go on a cruise. So don't, don't say how wonderful it was. It, it's pew. <laughs> right out the ears. But we had no control we had no problem controlling that canoe because we would just sit there. If we didn't paddle, there was no current whatsoever. We were dead in the water. We weren't going anywhere. But if you're in a a river where the water is flowing, And you've got it to where you're not paddling. You're going to wind up in a bad place. Or you're going to wind up on some rocks. Or you're going to wind up in some trees. Or you're going to wind up in a part of the river that you don't want to be. And a lot of times, there's snakes in that part of the river. Right? And there's things that you don't want to come in contact with in the part of the river. Like, you know, your canoe gets there and you wind up and there's... Things coming out of the tree and falling on you and moss and you just feel it all coming in your hair and all this kind of stuff, you know? And you can just feel it, spiders and everything crawling all over you. You you thinking about it, you know, if it happens? Because you're in a place that you shouldn't be. Right? Did I mess up his hair? Fix his hair. Men don't like their hair messed up worse than women. You know that, right? And and then you just feel it. And it's because you're in a bad place. But what if you'd have kept paddling and you'd have wound up staying in the middle of the river? Well, you might have made that turn and the scenery could have all changed and things could have been a lot different as soon as you made that turn. But if you don't paddle, you could wind up going over a cliff. You could wind up in a bad place. You could wind up going over the rocks. You could wind up doing lots of things that you shouldn't do. Sometimes in life you have to paddle. Do you understand? Sometimes in life, you have to pick up the oar and actually do some work. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's like what happened to Keith and I on that river. Now, we could have sat out there all day long in that canoe. And the lightning was going in every direction. And I could just see us. He says, Phil, don't stand up. Don't move. It was a little bitty canoe. And we would have been in that freezing cold water. Just paddle, he says. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't have a clue where we were. But all we knew is we had to get from this point to that point for somebody to pick us up. Because if you don't get to there, there's going to be nobody to pick you up. Now... If you don't paddle, you can sit there and cry. Now, I did that too. (laughs) But you know what? It did absolutely no good. It didn't move that boat at all. The more tears I cried, the water didn't fill up and push the boat at all. (laughs) It did it. The only thing that made that boat move was that paddle, that oar, whatever the thing is, is called getting down in that water and putting some actual motion behind it and moving it. And what happens to people so much in their lives is they've gotten on the rocks. And the current year after year after year after year after year is buffeting them up against the shore and they have been on these rocks over and over and they just keep getting hit and the waves are hitting them and the rocks are hitting them and the snakes are biting them and the bugs are biting them and they are just getting beat up day after day after day after day after day after day day. because they've gotten out of the middle of the stream and they've wound up on the rocks and that's where their life is today on the rocks. And so it's no fun. Life on the rocks is the pits. It's not any joy. It's not any happiness in it because you're just in a place that you shouldn't be. And you're sitting there and you ain't got no food and you ain't got no water, and you don't have any supplies, you have nothing but pain and suffering and anxiety and hurts and wondering, when are we ever going to get out of these rocks? But you know what you have to do? You and whoever is with you, or you by yourself, have to take every bit of your energy. And what do you have to do? everything that's in you. And you have to take that paddle and you have to put it in the water and you have to use every bit of the force you've got and you've got to get back out in the middle of that stream. And when you get back out in the middle of the stream, it gets what? Easier. Easier. Because then the current of God can help carry you along then all you have to do is every once in a while, kind of like a bird flapping its wings, is go. Just like that. But what's happened with so many people is they have not, they quit paddling for a little while. And when they quit paddling, they ended up in a spot that they shouldn't be. Now, I want us to look at somebody and see About a couple of things in regards to this, and I think you'll understand what I'm talking about because people all the time think they have reasons to quit paddling, they think they're justified and they think they have rights, and they think that nobody understands why they quit paddling. You don't understand if you had gone through what I have gone through, you would have quit paddling too. Do you understand? That's what you hear. Well, look at Joseph. Turn with me, if you would, to Genesis chapter 40. In the King James, chapter 40, verse 1. I kind of thought this was funny. I'd never really seen it before, but I thought I saw it when I was reading this. You'll laugh too. It says, it came to pass after these things that the butler... ...of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord. And I laughed when I read that. And it says, their lord, the king of Egypt. And the pharaoh was wroth against these two officers... ...and against the chief butlers and against the chief of the bakers... ...and he put them in a ward in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison. Now, I just thought, and I just sat back and I laughed... And I thought, Lord, it's a good thing that got changed. Do you know how many people would be in prison today if all it took was somebody getting offended? You think about it. It says that the Lord got offended and He put him in prison. I mean, what if I got offended at somebody because they didn't do their job or they they didn't do something, and you put them in prison? How many people, how many husbands or wives would be in prison today? (laughs) Lots of them, right? How many brothers and sisters would be in prison today? How many parents would be in prison today because their kids got mad at them? I mean, that would be a bad situation, wouldn't it? Oh, let's go on. That wasn't my subject. I just thought I'd throw that out. We could be in a mess. Okay. And so it says he put him in a ward in the house of the captain of the guard and into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them. And they continued uh, a season in the ward. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, and each man his dream in one night, and each man according to the interpretation. And then it goes on, and then verse 6 says, And Joseph came in unto them in the morning, and he looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of the Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look you so sad today? Now let me ask you a question. Joseph, what did he do to deserve prison? What did he do? Why was he in prison? What did he do? He committed some major crime, right? He did something really bad wrong to be in life imprisonment, right? Okay. Did he have a reason to be mad, bitter, sad? Did he have a reason to quit paddling? Huh? From the natural, did he have a reason to quit paddling? What if somebody came and got you and threw you into prison for no reason at all and you were in there for life? Would you say, you don't understand, but I have a reason to quit paddling. They've thrown me into prison for life. I have a reason to quit paddling. Let's look at it from the other side. What, what Joseph did was Joseph went into prison and he started serving people. Now, had he not have started serving people, he would not have come in contact with the butler and the baker because it was because he was serving them that he came in contact with them. If he would have been sitting in his cell, we'll go into my cell. Oh, woe is me. You don't understand. I didn't do anything to deserve this. I didn't go with that woman. I didn't steal anything. I didn't do anything. Woe is me. Woe is me. Oh, my life. He could have sat in that jail cell and did what? Died. Died right there in that jail cell. He had every natural right to do it. He didn't deserve from the natural what he got. But he didn't. He got up and he paddled. And he paddled. And he got his life off the rocks. He chose to get his life off the rocks and not feel sorry for himself. He chose to get his life up and be happy. He didn't stay on the rocks. He took everything that he had in him to bring himself up and make himself happy and start serving people. He asked them why they were sad. So that meant he wasn't sad. why? Well, why would he be asking them why they were sad? So it's because he was serving them that he came in contact with them and because of the butler, what happened to him? He got out of prison. Now, if he would have just stayed there in his cell and not paddled and not done anything but what he felt like he should do and what he felt like was happening in his world, in his own little circle, he would have died. Now, every day in people's lives, every day, there is a devil out there, every day, and it is his goal and his purpose to make sure that you have to deal with something, that's his plan. It's his purpose. It's his lot in life to make sure you have to deal with something. Maybe Gary has to deal with uh, somebody stealing something from him. Maybe they stole every bit of the money he has. Maybe they stole his inheritance. Maybe he's living on the street. What choice has he got? To get bitter and mad or to say, no, God loves me. Shake it off, start serving God. Maybe Steve and Becky, maybe somebody, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe somebody beat Steve up real bad, said you did something to me, and maybe he's in prison. What choice has he got? He can get mad at God, he can get mad at everybody around him, and go down the tube and his life be on the rocks today. Maybe Karen. Maybe somebody can come and flirt with her husband, her new husband. Maybe somebody can do something to one of Ed's kids and be mean to them. And they've got a choice every day. Do I get up and be mad about it? Or do I get up and be happy? And trust God and push myself with that oar away from that situation. Get away from what's going on with that. Push myself and my thoughts and my feelings totally away from that situation. Or do I just stay right there in the midst of that situation and everything in my life revolving around that situation? That's what people are doing. Everything in their life is revolving around the trap that the devil sat on, on the rocks. All the bad, all the negative. And he knows, don't kid yourself, he knows the very thing that's going to make you stay on the rocks. He knows the very thing that's going to upset you. He knows the very thing that you won't want to get yourself out of because... It is the thing that you feel like that shouldn't have happened to me. I don't deserve this. It's not right. They should not have done that. I have every right to get back at them. And you can engulf yourself in that every morning when you wake up, every night when you go to bed, every thought that you have, everything that you think about, every dime that you have. Every person around you, everything that you are is sitting there on the rocks and you're getting beat by that situation and beat by that situation. Or you can paddle yourself out of that situation and get away from that situation and get back into the happy situation that God has for you. That's what people don't understand. What we have to decide is if we're going to live the spirit of faith life that God has set before us of being a victim or a victor. God set us as being victors. He gave us a spirit of faith that we could overcome anything that the devil set before us anything, anything, but if you don't paddle, you stay on the rocks, you have to actually do something, do you think Joseph felt like overcoming that, do you think he felt like serving the Pharaoh after his wife had done those things? Do you think he felt like, well, I could possibly come in contact with her again? Huh? You thought about that? Yeah, he got out of prison. Things happen. You can get bitter over anything that the devil sets before you, but you have to choose. Am I going to choose to build myself up on God's spirit of faith? Or am I going to choose the spirit that the devil has set before me, this spirit of bitterness, the spirit of anger, this spirit of selfish uh, feeling sorry for myself and self-pity? Because you have to look at it and you have to say, w- where did that spirit come from? Who did that spirit come from? Did it come from God, or did it come from the devil? Because the devil's greatest joy is when you wind up on the rocks. Because when you're on the rocks, you're not going forward. You're sitting still. And that's not God's plan for your life. Because when you're sitting still, you're not accomplishing anything. And the worst thing about it is you're sad. Look at with me in Psalms 128, verse 2. It says, For thou shalt eat the labor of your hands, happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee. The Amplified says, For you shall eat the fruit of your labor of your hands, and happy and blessed and enviable shall you be, and it shall be well with you. Now, that's what I think is missing with us as Christians. I think, yeah, me, I, I, I think that the world does not envy us enough. I think that we should be so envied by the world that they would be beating the doors of the church down because our lives are so much better than their lives. I think there should be such a separation between our life and their life. And our life should be so much better than their life that there shouldn't be any comparison between the two. But there's not. If you were to just put two people and compare them somebody from the world and somebody that's a Christian and start comparing their lives it's really hard to tell a difference other than some of them can quote a few scriptures and why is that because God tells us we have to do some things we can't do things exactly the way that the world does them and get God results it doesn't work that way If we do exactly what the world does, then we're going to have the world results. I don't want the world results. It stinks. It's bad. They're killing and dying and and bad things are happening to them. And they're going broke and they're going under. And they're getting divorced and bad things are happening to them. You know, I am really not the cool type. I don't know the most popular songs. I don't know all the TV actors. I'm not very cool. I'll just tell you, I'm not. I don't know the latest, greatest movie on television. I don't know the latest, greatest show. I don't know what's the greatest thing at the box office today. I don't know the greatest pop song. I don't even know the greatest fashions today. But you know what? I'm happier than most. I don't lay in my bed at night and cry. And I wake up in the morning and I'm happy. And I have a smile on my face. And I'm not constantly trying to get off the rocks. And I'm not looking for somebody just to prop me up all the time and tell me it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You can make it. Your bills will be paid today. You won't get a divorce. Your kids are going to be okay. You're not going under. You're not going to die of that disease. I think life is totally awesome. I think God is totally awesome. I think what His plan is is extremely awesome. Yeah. I think being able to serve him, it doesn't get any greater than that. And seeing people helped and set free and changing lives and things that's happening in people's lives and having two churches, two mints are better than one. You remember that commercial? How many of you remember that commercial? You're as old as I am. See there? See, that's how, how I remember, that's as far back as I can remember, TV stuff. Yeah. I have to quote the ones back in 19, however old that was. Yeah. <laughs> two minutes are better than one. What was that, search? Yeah. Yeah. And two churches are better than one. Amen. Yes. Because you got more people serving God. But, guys, we have to separate ourselves from the world. We cannot pretend like everything that they're doing is okay for us because it's not. We serve a very good God and he wants us blessed and he wants us healed and he wants us prosperous and he wants us having all the most wonderful things in life and he wants our lives different. But we have to make a choice in the morning when we get up. We have to make ourselves, paddle ourselves off that rock and put a happy smile on our face because we can. Look with me at this scripture. Let's see where it is. Lamentations, you all know it, 322. It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. And it is because of his compassions that we fail not. They are what? New. Now, wait a minute. Only about 20 people right up in here said that. Now, um, let's see. Wait a minute. <laughs> Camera's not going to get me, but anyway. Uh, now, let's see. Let's read that together. Uh, they are what? New. So that means if you screwed up yesterday, what happens? Huh? That means if you messed up bad yesterday, what happens? That means if you messed up bad yesterday, what happens? That
1: happens?
0: That means if you went bankrupt yesterday, what happens? That means if you had an affair yesterday, what happens? Yeah. That means if you stole from somebody yesterday, what happens? Yeah. That means if you lost your job yesterday, what happens? Yeah. Yeah. Only 10 people got it. But what happens? Yeah. 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 What happens? He loves you so much that His mercy is new every morning and He's going to give you the strength to get up and paddle yourself right off that rock again and start all over again and show you how to get it straight again and how to fix it again and He's not going to hold it against you and He's going to help you over and over and over and over again. Every day. Because He loves you. And you won't be consumed. But you have to paddle. You have to get up and get out of that bed and put all the bad things that somebody did to you behind you. It don't matter if they stole every bit of your money. It don't matter if they called you names. It don't matter if they said your mama was a this. It doesn't matter what they said. You get up tomorrow morning and you put it behind you and you say, God's mercies are new today. God's mercies are new today. Glory to God, I'm a happy child. And that's what you do. And you just get up and you just dance before the Lord and you forget about it. And you go on. Because that's who you are. And when you do that, you open the door for the Lord to be able to bless you. When you do the other, you stay on the devil's path. You stay on the rocks. But when you do that about glorifying God and opening your eyes to see that he's done good things for you, you get back in the middle of the stream. And your bills can get paid. And those people that did those bad things for you, um, to you or whatever that happened, maybe you really messed up something. I don't know. Maybe you did yourself mess it up. Maybe you just keep messing up over the same thing day after day after day. Over and over again. His mercies are new. Right. And He'll help you again. And you just get yourself up and get back in the middle of the stream. But when you do that, you get stronger and stronger. You know what? After you paddle a canoe every single day, what happens to you? Huh? Do you get stronger? Yes. You get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and tr- You get it off the rocks today. You get it back out there again and you start paddling again. And those muscles get stronger. And you wind up on the rocks again the next day. What do you do? You get it out. And then even if you're so weak, you can't keep it off the rocks. You end up on the rocks 12 times in one day. You get it off the rocks and you get stronger. And you get so strong that you can... Sometimes you know you have to have those canoes where you got six people that are paddling. And they're all in sync. But then sometimes you got those canoes where one person goes down the rapids and they're just a- getting it. That can be you. Because you have that spirit of faith in you. You can do that. That's right. Because you're getting stronger every day. It doesn't matter that you messed up today over. And you messed up again. And you messed up again. You get stronger and stronger every time that you get up. And you straighten it out. And you get back in the middle of the river again with God. And you say, God, I know I messed up. I know I did. But your mercies are new. I'm going on. I'm your child. But you got to do it. And you've got to intend on when he tells you to do something, you do it. And you got to forget about the bad. And go on with the good and you say i can't forget about it i can't it was too bad well you know what back in olden i don't know how old it was i don't know if they even still do it today when things were really really bad in somebody's life i mean it was really really bad they used to do things like shock treatments <laughs> you remember
1: yeah.
0: they used to think that was the answer right. well maybe you need a shock treatment <laughs> Maybe that's just what you need is a shock treatment. You say, what do you mean? You really want to know? Yes, Three people want to know. The rest of you are like, no. I don't want no shock treatment. Sometimes you have to shock the devil. You know what? Sometimes you have to do just the opposite of what he expects from you. To get your life back on... The, you know, sometimes when you get in one ditch, you really got to jerk hard to get back in the other ditch. You know, get, get in the middle of the road to get out of the other ditch. I mean, sometimes you really got to do things to get things changed. Maybe that person that's been mean to you, go give him some money. Huh? Shock the devil. Shock Shock yourself. <laughs> That would do it. It would shock you into thinking, hmm. Love your spouse. Do something for them. Maybe they've been a junkyard dog to you. Maybe they've been everything but loving to you. You do something that just shocks the britches off of them. Oh, the britches off of them.
1: You are married, right?
0: Do something that shocks them. Do just the opposite of what the devil expects or you expect of yourself. I know, you know, I pick on Dave all the time because, you know, we work together so much and stuff. Make yourself run, Dave. (laughs) Put away that chocolate chip cookies and run. Do just the opposite of what your your body wants you to do. Shock it. You know what? You know what you know. Do you understand that? So many people in this life are missing out on so much joy and so much fun and so much happiness because they refuse to do anything anybody else wants to do. They only want to do what they want to do. Ladies want to do this and they want their house cleaned this way and they want everything put in order this way so they won't go and do this with their husbands. Guys, they want to watch their games or their this or their that and do this and they don't want to try anything new. You can miss out on so much stuff only doing what you want to do. Try what God wants you to do for a change. And it can be so rewarding to you, it can be so different than what you thought. You think you like what you're doing, but shock yourself. You might like something different than you think you like, like broccoli, (laughs) Dave, or me, fish. Oh, man, I can't hardly stun the smell of it, but sometimes you have to hold your nose and stick it in there. try things that you haven't done before shock yourself shock the devil do things for people that you've not done before get out of that rut get out of the plan that the devil has for you wake up one day and this is your shock therapy you ready wake up one four people already stand up those four people Okay, yeah, there you go. You'll be, yeah, those four people that said yeah. Okay, go ahead, Kim. All right, these people are going to be, they're going to get it. There was one other person I thought that said yeah, but it was just three. Okay, there you go. All right, see? Tomorrow morning, you four people, Linda, y'all wake up, and y'all just laugh at the devil, and your lives are totally going to change. The rest of y'all can stay just exactly how you are. Let's go home. Right? Because if you stay sad, you're going to stay sad. It's your choice. Wake up tomorrow morning and just take your foot and literally, like you would a football, kick the devil out of your house. Look at Ruth just for a minute. Don't turn there. What if, think about it, you have a reason to quit paddling, right? You have a good reason. Whatever happened to you, it's a good reason for you to be in the mully grubs and down in the dumps and never smile, right? You're a good witness for God.
1: <laughs>
0: right? Look at Ruth and Naomi. Huh? Huh? Naomi lost her husband, then she lost one son, then she lost another son. She could have sat there and said, just let me die. Right? She had a reason to stop paddling and stay on the rocks. If anybody had a reason, she had a reason. Maybe you've lost a family member. Maybe you've lost two family members. Maybe you've lost three family members. You can stay right where you are, down and depressed and upset and sad. Maybe it was a child. Maybe it was an adult. I don't know. I know it wasn't God's will for you to be upset. Because you know what? They're happier than you are. If they're saved, they're happier than you are. And she didn't just sit there. She got them together. And she wound up being one of the richest people that there was. And wound up with another baby. Now she could have stayed there on the rocks. Now let me ask you a question. Why do you want to feel sorry for yourself? Huh? Why? Why do people want to feel sorry for themselves? Huh? Why? Huh? Why do we want to do it? Why do we as humans want to feel sorry for ourselves? What does it get us? When God truly has a wonderful, glorious plan for our lives. And He has great things for us. Because the spirit of the devil comes in and gives you He is the master of feelings. And he likes to get in with you. But you know what? You can have good feelings too. And the good can override the bad. Don't you think Naomi was so glad she got up off that sofa or that bed or whatever she had and gathered up her two daughter-in-laws and started out and one left her? Don't you wish that... I think about it often. I think, don't you think that that other daughter-in-law thought, dear me, what did I do? I could be living the life of luxury. But no. She got up. She started paddling. They gathered up everything they had. Do you think they felt like doing that? Going to a new country, going to a new place? When things are bad, sometimes you got to do some shock therapy. Get yourself up and get it off the rocks. Use everything that you've got. There's a scripture. Let's see if I can find it here. i got it in here somewhere. Let's see. 1 Timothy 6.12, just the first part, says fight the good fight of faith. That doesn't mean fight with your spouse. It doesn't mean, mean fight with your neighbor. It doesn't mean fight with that person that stole that piece of land from you. It doesn't mean fight with that person that's suing you. Sometimes you just got to let stuff go. Because it can totally consume you and eat your life up. And maybe you do get a little bit of money. But is it worth your thought processes? Is it worth all the things it eats up about you? Sometimes you just need to let it go. Because God has a greater and bigger plan for you. Just say, okay, that was $100,000. That's a lot of money, God. He says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. It's more what? What what was that? More blessed to give. Rick, Rick, what was that verse you said? Uh Uh-huh. Give it to them. With a good heart. Sow it into them
1: yeah.
0: and expect a big harvest. Amen. Amen. Don't let the devil steal your joy. There's nothing more valuable in your life than your happiness and your joy. Right. You. Don't let him steal it because it is your witness. This thing that I read, you'll eat the fruit of the labor of your hands, that you will be happy, blessed, fortunate, enviable. How many people you got envying you right now? Huh? How many people in the world are just really knocking at your door and saying, I really envy you? I really, really do. I envy you. We should have it every day. And not because of the things we have. It doesn't have to be because of the car you drive or the clothes you wear. It should be because of the joy on your face. It should be because you wake up happy and you go out and you're singing songs and the birds are singing and you're singing. It should be because, you know, we went through, the other day Keith and I were in the car and we drove through and uh, drive through someplace and we were both laughing and and happy and the lady at the window, it was 5 or 6 o'clock in the afternoon and the lady at the window looked at us and she said, you're the first happy people I've seen all day long. and it was a very busy place there was cars lined up wrapped around it she said you are the first happy people i've seen all day long what are you doing why are you so happy oh oh do you think that would open a door to be able to tell somebody about somebody that makes you happy yes. we should be envied not just because of what we wear and what we got, but because of the joy on our face. Because we have learned how to put the past behind us, get off the rocks, and wake up tomorrow morning and be serving a God that makes us happy. It doesn't matter, guys, how bad it's been or how long it's been that way. You could have been on the rocks for 30 years. Get up in the morning, get that oar and push with every bit of your might and get off those rocks and get back in the middle of the stream and as soon as you turn that bend, it could be a beautiful picture there. Things could be totally different. It could be the blessing you've been waiting on. But if you just sit there on the rocks, that blessing ain't never going to get to you. You can't stay in the same spot and be picked up by the people that pick up the canoe people. You could get struck by lightning. But you know what? God gave us a choice. He wants and desires and hungers after a people that want to serve Him gladly. Hunger to serve Him happily. But He gives us a strength inside of us. His mercies are new every morning. And He gives us a strength and a spirit of faith inside of us that we can overcome anything. That you can wake up in the morning and just slap that devil in the face and say, I'm going to be happy today. I don't care what you say or do. Let's practice it right now. Go go like this. (laughs) Some of you still ain't doing it. Look at your neighbor. See if they're smiling. Take your fingers. Even if they slap you, do it. Take your fingers and, and make sure they're smiling. You know, sometimes you've got to start by that spirit of what? Faith. Sometimes you have, to do, you have to practice that canoeing stuff and you get stronger at it. And so tomorrow morning when you wake up, you think... You'll do just like the youth. My voice is gonna be ringing in your ears. Yes. Ring, ring, ring. Mercies are new. Mercies are new. Mercies are new. Your eyes. Mercies are new. Smile. Be happy. Dance around the room. Dance, dance, dance. Mercies are new. Mercies are new. Mercies are new. Mercies are new. I sing really worse than Dave. (laughs) Mercies are new. Don't let the devil keep you on the rocks. Amen. It's your life. Yes. Don't let what. You know who's winning if the person that offended you is happy and you're sad? Alone. Huh? Yeah, right. They're winning and you're losing. That's right. That's right. So get up in the morning. You could practice tonight. Yeah, why wait? You could practice being happy tonight. You know, you know what? You'd be a lot more fun to be around
1: <laughs>
0: if you're happy. There's a lot of unhappy people in the world. And you want to know the greatest thing? Nehemiah says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, we have had a lot, a lot, a lot of weak Christians. But we have had a lot, 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 a
1: lot, a lot,
0: a lot, 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 a, 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 Something could be connected there. Joy and strength. Why would the devil want you sad? So he can keep you weak. And he is winning every day that you wake up and you let him keep you sad. Kick him out on his tush. Kick him out. Laugh in his face. Let's practice. Kevin, come here. Yeah. Kevin, come here. Get you a microphone. Come on, Susan. Yeah, come on. Y'all get out here. What are y'all waiting on, an invitation? Come on. Stand up. We're going to practice laughing at the devil. Get you a microphone, Kevin. Come on. Come down here where everybody can see you. Come on down here. Y'all come on! I want y'all to start laughing at the devil, party right. and teach him how to do it. Everybody, join in! We're gonna practice. Yeah! Ha 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 ha! ha. Come on down here. Give me a microphone. There we go. Give me a microphone. There we go. All right, what's the devil been telling some of y'all that he's been lying to you about? It? Get on down here. Don't let him kick you in the face. Come on down here. Come on down here. All right, go ahead. That I'm gonna lose the house that I just got. <laughs> oh!
1: I wasn't going to be debt-free, and I am.
2: Yes! That's it. Glory to God. That's it. Ha, ha, ha. Ah, devil, you're such a liar. You're under
0: our feet. Ha, ha. Yes. Somebody else. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. There's a teenager in here that said you was never going to college. Come on down here. Laugh at the devil. Come on down.
1: He's told me that my life's always going to be difficult and a pain in the rear.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Yeah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he... Who else is he told that to? Yeah, ha, <laughs> ha.
0: Right. Come on down here. Don't You guys are letting the devil win. Everybody should be lined up clear around this place to live with the devil. Come on, get down. Don't be embarrassed. Come on. Be be ready to laugh at the devil. He is such a liar. There's people in here that he said that you're never ever going to make it through this next year through the end of this year much less this next year. You're going to lose your job, you're going to lose your family. Yeah, who do you think you are? Yeah! Ha ha!
2: Ha ha!
0: People in here that see, you won't even come down here. But the devil said, You'll never be able to do that job. I don't know why you got it. You'll never be able to be qualified to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's not true. You can do it. Glory to God. God will grace you to do it. Ha, ha. Ha, ha. Ha, ha. ha. Who else has the devil been lying to? Come down here. You know he's been lying to you every morning, or you'd be happy every time you walk in these doors right come on down here come on make a beeline for the front get down here yeah here comes some come on down here run run make it a run yeah you're never gonna get that new car you're believing for that's it ah! yeah. yeah 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 how many other people has he told that to yeah oh yeah the economy oh yeah you're not gonna get it yeah what I would always be a drug addict yeah you would always yes. oh! <laughs> just such a lie, because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, glory to God, we can overcome anything, 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 somebody else, get down here, come on down, you're the next overcomer, yes, come on down, come on down, be the next overcomer, don't be a sad sack, yeah, be an overcomer, who are you? Oh, you should be down here. Everybody should be down here. Use this chance to kick the devil. Come on. Come on. That I'm not smart enough to be a straight-A student, but I am. Yes, 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 yes. He gives us the
2: mind of Christ. Glory to God. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Straight-A's. Ha,
0: ha, laughing the devil. Ha, 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 ha. Maybe your kids. Laugh for your kids. Ha, ha. They can have the mind of Christ. Ha, 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 ha. Yes, 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 come on.
2: Uh, that I should give up my business and work for somebody else. Oh, just,
0: you know, that's, that's such you. a lie!
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's taking too long. <laughs> wait, wait, come here, laugh at
0: him! You gotta laugh at
1: him! <laughs> <laughs> you, you're done. ha <laughs> ha! Every morning.
0: Hi, every morning every morning that's it come on down yeah every
2: morning that's it he's been telling me that I'm not a good actor but he's wrong yes, yes. show us how you cannot laugh at it. come on laugh at him come on laugh
0: Heal the cancer. Oh! Finances that I'm believing in for. Yeah! Ha, ha, ha. And that can be repeated all over this room. You'll not have the money you need. You're going to come short. All right, everybody, laugh!
2: Aha! Ah, yes, come on. Come on.
1: That I won't be able to lose weight.
2: Yeah! No. He's a liar! He's a liar! Greater teeth. to you. You're a He's a liar. Oh, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yes, put that oar in the water. There you go. Somebody else. Come on. Come on.
1: You told me my daughters had never talked to me again.
2: Oh, that was. Praise oh, God. God. Glory
1: to God. they coming back. <laughs> yes. 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 yes.
0: <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. You see how it's done? You see how it's done? You get up in the morning. And you think about what he's been telling you. And you just laugh right in his face. You don't give him a minute. You don't give him a second. You don't give him any time in your life. Because every second that he has is stealing your strength. You keep your joy. You do whatever it takes to get off those rocks. You push yourself up. And this is how you get off the rocks. This is your spiritual way of getting off the rocks. You're not in a boat in the water. You're in the spiritual life that God gave you. And this is the spiritual activity you have to do to get up and get off those rocks. You have to get up in the morning. And you have to shake it off, and you have to push with all your might just as hard as you would have to push if you were in that river. And it can be hard when that current is slapping up against you. And it's slapping up against you. And you're up against those trees and you're up against those rocks. You have to use every bit of force that you've got to push. Well, you have to use sometimes every bit of spiritual force that you've got to slap the devil in the face. And it just depends on how far into those rocks you've gotten because you keep getting pushed and pushed and pushed further in there. Well, this is your oar. You get up in the morning and you push with every bit of your spiritual strength and you laugh at the devil. And you keep doing it till you get back in the middle of that current. And it may take some force. And it may take some time. But you do it till you overcome. And you get around that bend and you see victory. Can we do it? Glory to God. You guys got something y'all can sing that's victorious and happy? Glory, glory to God. Kevin, you can close for us when we're done. You can close for us when we're done. So just stay right there.
1: Sing the Blues